Hey, this is Chris. Before we get to the show, let me tell you a little bit about Anchor. Anchor is our way of we record podcasts. Fantastic. Let me tell you why. It's easy. It's free. There are creation tools that we can record and edit your podcast right from your phone and your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on such um, providers as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need in a podcast and so much more. Check out Anchor, and you can find it all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Anchor, it's a fantastic way of creating your first podcast and making it work. All right, it's either a good thing or a bad thing, but I was just telling my friends here, Craig and Joe, that we spent half our time talking off the record, which is great, but we almost didn't have time for a show, so we're starting it. It's a Chris and Craig show. Craig, how are you today? You know what? It was a strange day. I don't know if I should go into it, but it was a very strange day at work. I got a... Uh, a care package of uh, gummy gummy snacks that were in the shape of a male private area, and uh, I was told to eat a bag of them because they apparently oh, okay. like me. So, very fun day at work. Got it. Got some good feedback from the readers, I guess, in Fremont. So, okay. Other than that, not too bad. How are you? Very good. And we have a special guest, one of my coworkers, Joe Castle from the Dot. And we'll have to explain what the Dot is. Joe, how are you? I am I'm very well, gentlemen. How are you? Doing very well. good. Well, want to ask you some questions first. And you know, it's funny when we started this diet, we're here in Ohio. So technically the initials for it is ODOT, which is very confusing because in Ohio, ODOT's also our Ohio Department of Transportation. Yeah, I was but dying when I first joined, I was dying to just type that everywhere. And I'm like, no. Yes. No. I will confuse everyone. I'm like, what? Okay. What happened? What like happened? you owe the, owe the state a five cent royalty fee for saying it or something. Exactly. <laughs> well, I, I literally spent an hour trying to figure out what to put my Twitter bio because you know you want to promote your work, promote your other stuff you're involved in, and it took me a while. So I just copied our boss Michelle Everhart's not not exactly what she said. I'm not the senior manager, but hey, it worked out. It was good. So yeah, very interesting. And Joe, hopefully I can say this. I'm not calling you out or anything, but we have a lot of people here based in Ohio. And it helps. You know, it's good that we know Ohio. Uh-huh. But we have three on our team. We have a team of 12, and it, it it's wild, man. Seven days a week, it's like 5.30 a.m. to midnight. So we're working with reporters, editors, uh, j- just keeping our websites humming, keeping uh, stuff out there. And, again, this is why you should support local journalism. If you're listening to Ohio, whatever get that paper is closest to you, you might say, well, uh, I don't see everything in print. Well, that's fine. Digital, if it happens in your area around the world from 530 to midnight, um, what, 18 hours a day, we're on it. And, and we'll have it up there for you. But, you know, Joe is one of the people that has a ton of experience with Ohio. He's worked with Ohio for many years. But, Joe, you're based in the Nashville area, which is yes. fantastic. I um, am. How is that? Because I... I like that because you've really got to get to know area that when you first started you weren't familiar with. How is it getting to know the area? Because you don't necessarily live in Ohio, but you've gotten quite 
familiar with it from your work there. It, was that a challenge for you when you first started? Well, yes and no. I I grew up in Eastern Kentucky, so like after after we got our training wheels off at Camden Park in Huntington, we'd shoot up to Kings Island, and that was mm -hmm. our big amusement park. That was where we, you know, we my first big concerts were, you know, Rupp Arena and, and Riverbend. Mm -hmm. You know, so I I had a I, I had a youth's familiarity you know, going to Columbus for stuff and, and whatnot. Um, and then, of course, went to college, went out and, and worked across the southeast of different newspapers and then gravitated through Gannett from Asheville over to Nashville, where I worked with the precursor to the Ohio digital optimization team, the dot that Chris is referring to. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, the when I went from the, the Eastern division of the original dot to the, when we kind of got the Ohio dot going last year, um, we had, we had options from, from the original kind of what we call the old G, the OG dot uh, to go to different regions or whatnot. And uh, somebody said, well, do you want to stick with Ohio? Cause I worked regularly with 10 of the original Gannett sites in Ohio. And I was like, heck yeah, I love it. It's, it's, you know, it's just, it's a kind of journalism that I've always gravitated toward the kind of nuts and bolts stuff. And then of course, now that, that Gannett has, has grown and it has picked up, you know, um, sites like the dispatch and, and Akron and Canton and then, and then so many other sites there is, I mean, it's covering the state. You know, it's the big news. It's statehouse stuff. It's what's going on with the Reds or the or the Browns or the Bengals or the Guardians. Now, you know, mm -hmm. which, which was I, I love that. I love seeing as many people on social media with that story going, "What? That's so dumb!" Like it's not actually it's historical. Shut up! You don't know what you're talking about. You know. <laughs> but anyway, um, um, I I just have felt right into it. But it's been rediscovering or discovering new layers of things. You know. I grew up. I grew up with news about you know, Chilla Coffee on the evening news that we watched in my home with my parents, um, and then now, of course, to come back to it years later, yeah. uh, it's you know, it's interesting as a as a rediscovery, I guess. So, and so much good news. I mean, man, Ohio is just loaded with with journalism. It was funny for me. I used to work in Cincinnati. I took two years off. Um, Worked for a, a branch of the new Gannett. I'll just put it that way. It's not worth talking about. But um, And jumped at the opportunity to join the dot. But the funny thing for me, Joe, is I grew up in uh, Louisville, kind of in the Alliance area. First journalism job was at Alliance. I uh, did a lot of stuff with the Canton Repository, young in my career. Uh, worked for a while at the Massillon Independent. Uh, had a bunch of friends from Akron. Uh <laughs> When I first started with Gannett, I worked at a dot. I was based out of the Mansfield office. Um, uh, what else? You know, worked in Cincinnati. Uh, oh, Cambridge. I grew up in Cambridge. Oh, the first time that I... Yeah, the first time I appeared in a paper was at, in Cambridge. So it was funny. When I talked about this job, I was like, it's so weird because it connects not just professionally, but a lot of parts of my personal life. Like, oh, it, yeah. it just... Yeah, it's kind of fun. 
Um, it, sound, yeah. it's, it sounds like it was kind of like listening to a mirror right there. It's like, yeah, my hometown Paintsville Herald paper and then yeah. the college paper and then interned at the Herald Leader in Lexington and, and you know, and bounced around to different places. So, but yeah, you're right. It's, 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 it's interesting to see those connections. Well, and you, I have friends and former colleagues that uh, still live in these places. And it's fun because, you know, when we write these, uh, we write stories on occasion for uh, what we do. And it's fun because you hear from people. Oh my gosh, you're writing for the repository now or the daily Jefferson. I'm like, well, not exactly, but in essence we are. So uh, just a tremendous amount of fun. Uh, one of the other questions I had, it, it's interesting. We're a team of 12. One of the appealing things about this job is we work from home. Part of it is because of COVID, but part of it's, hey, when we cover such a broad area, you don't necessarily need to work out of the office. It's better yep. because you're working with different parts. So it's fun because we all work together. We joke around. We had a big uh, text chain about the Foo Fighters the other day. But it's <laughs> yep. not, we don't necessarily talk to each other that much. I mean, Joe and I, you know, we talked via chat, but we really haven't talked even in this way for a long time. Right. But right. it, but still, we work together on some things. I, I, I think it's fun doing that because, hey, you're my coworker, you're my teammate, but it's not like we sit by each other and know each other half the time. It's yeah, it's not a unique like relationship. Old, yeah, it's not the old office structure, you know. It's, yeah. it's, it's, but you know, it's interesting to me too that I think it's, it's kind of a, a decent measure. Uh, it's a decent technological measure of how adaptable we, this particular version of a talking monkey is. You know what I mean? That we can, because you're right, we don't. We don't have that same office interaction around the water cooler or, or you know, sitting in the, across the cubicle from each other or whatever. But no, it's it's through text. We type it out, you know, and that's it. And we have this wonderful QWERTY keyboard, keyboard that still works great. And, and, you know, we've just adapted to this. As we mentioned before we started recording, Craig, I've worked with you for years now, actually, you know, but yeah. we just haven't had a lot of FaceTime because that's not exactly. been it. But, but yeah. you know, and, and I, I, I have come to appreciate that more than I thought a person with my roots in journalism would have. Yeah. I guess that's the best way to describe it. I thought I would be far more of a curmudgeon when it comes to this. And I'm like, no, man, it's journalism. We got to get this stuff out to people. How are we going to do it? And how can I play a role in that? So, you know, most days I'm just, just happy to be here and be, and be contributing. You know, I love it. <laughs> well, when we started, heck, even a couple of years ago, for a lot of people, you couldn't do your job outside the newsroom. I mean, you literally could literally could not do that. There was, you didn't yeah. have the technology at hand to do it. And now I can, you know, thanks to VPNs and, and everything else, I can I can work from anywhere. You know, well, thanks thanks to my phone, I can, <laughs> you know, well, really. Well, think, think of this. I mean, the Columbus Dispatch, iconic newspaper, largest newspaper in Ohio. I mean, not just what we do on the digital side, but, you know, Alan and all those great editors there, they're putting out print paper every day. And just think uh -huh. of it. You can never think about that. 20 years ago, you would say, man, if there was a COVID or a snow, maybe we close the paper for a year. I mean, what do we do? And no. it's just a testament to everybody how we've been able to thrive it. So support local journalism. Sorry, I'm doing a lot of uh, promotion, but that's why I like having co-workers and journalists on. I, I still believe in what we do, and it's it's really good. I, yep. I will say, and we got to get to our topics, but 
I will say one of the things I like about working from home is sometimes when you're in the office, you're like, ooh, Joe's in the back office. What does that mean? Or, ooh, are they talking <laughs> yeah, about right? me? Yeah. And, and you get paranoid and everything. Here, <laughs> hey, you can still be paranoid, but you're at home. You don't have to worry about that stuff as yeah. much, which I like. Yeah, so. I'm not. I'm, and generally, I'm not wasting time texting. Up. Did you hear what so and so said on the morning call? I'm like, no. I'm like, if it is, it's like, hey, did you hear what he said on the morning call? We got to make sure we do that. Right. <laughs> That's why I appreciate those calls. It's <laughs> well, Joe and I will strategize for a half hour after meeting about how the no, we won't. But no, it's good. No, no, it's good. It, it, it's a good relationship and everything else. Uh, Craig, we have to ask Joe. Uh, Joe's in the Nashville area. We right. like Ohio. We don't want to leave Ohio, but if Ohio ever kicked us out, and Joe, hearing some of the stories we've told about past the podcast, it, it's a possibility. We may get kicked out soon. <laughs> the one city I would love to go to is Nashville. Great city. How do you like it down there? I um, I ended up in Nashville through no plan of our own, and we have really come to, I mean, of course, big wrinkle. We, we moved here in the middle of 2018. So we were just kind of, you know, with with a with a an elementary school age kid. So we had to get our our footing and and kind of kind of figure things out. And just as soon as we we're like, okay, well, we've got some favorite stores and there's a favorite deli and here's a bar, and here's a cool restaurant, and we're getting our space. Then this thing called COVID came along and said, maybe you're not going to go out for the next fifteen months. Right. right. Eh, we'll see. Um. So that kind of. It, it, it's made adapting here certainly unlike any other move that I've made. I've made a ton of them, but this this it's been different as far as that goes. Now, I thus far have enjoyed living in that. I mean, I'm I'm I am not what you would call necessarily a country music fan, especially not as it's marketed in some ways. But I tell you what, I have heard all kinds of great music in this town. We we you know, and only got to go to a few shows before everything shut down. Really, um, but it's interesting to be in a town where so much music happens and to see like, hey, come out Thursday night to so and so's blah blah blah. We're gonna have an open jam, and then it's a list of like, oh my god, this is like some of the best players in the world. Oh yeah, you know, yeah. and it's like, no, they're just gonna get together and pick up and jam. So it's important to remember that like, yeah, if you say I don't like country music. Yeah, maybe you should give some of this stuff a listen because that's a pretty big banner and it doesn't just mean the guys that you see all the time on TV. Well, you know what? There's, there's some stuff going on that's really cool. You know, Jack White's got a big operation down here, guys. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> well, we got to ask you a personal question. Do you live in a suburb of Nashville? What suburb do you live in? Yeah, we, live in uh, we live in southeast Nashville. It's technically okay. it's the Antioch, it's the Antioch neighborhood. But it's it's a it's a metro, uh, you know, county government setup. So all of Davidson is mm-hmm. all of Davidson County is is Nashville. But technically, well, our neighborhood is Antioch. Yeah. Well, if you were going to say Franklin, then Craig and I were going to hang up with you, call our bosses, and demand a huge raise because we've talked to musicians and other people on the show from Franklin, and they all live by each other. I, I mean, we've talked to some contemporary Christian musicians here. Uh-huh. And apparently, like, the top ten live side by side in Franklin. It's the craziest thing. And then we had a YouTube star, a guy who plays miniature golf, and he's it's his full-time job. He's like, oh, yeah, I live in Franklin. I'm like, what? what's up? 
That, that, first of all, just side note, that guy's winning. Yeah. <laughs> His full-time job is playing miniature golf on YouTube. Yeah. I, how is that not – I mean, clearly yeah. he's not doing it because he doesn't like miniature golf. I mean, oh, my God, this sucks, man. Got to go play I, miniature golf all day again. Why, I, it's I, my job. <laughs> I hate it. Do something else, man. No. We, we could easily waste the last half hour of this podcast. I've had so many calls after the interview. Um, <laughs> people are speculating – uh, I we'll come back. Maybe we'll do a special podcast stuff. A lot of questions about this guy. It was kind of, kind of interesting. Um, probably shouldn't say online, but no. But but Burks, if you're listening, thank you for the retweets and, and it, we're just fascinated by your story. Yeah, Burks. Oh, Holt. I'm totally sincere. That guy's winning. He, he right. How do you how do you do? That? I want to know how to do that thing too. <laughs> well, it's amazing because these YouTube guys they all have. Uh, pitches like Zach Campbell. He goes to these major league baseball games and collects balls. Well, you think of what's his funding like? He does some ads, but he does this thing where he's like, if you want to be in video with me, pay me a thousand bucks, send me to your hometown, like wherever your major league baseball is close to you. So he's making money that way. We asked this Brooks guy, we're like, hey, are you charging miniature golf places to come or anything? He's like, no, I just come. Do you and he pays games? for his round most of the time. He pays for his own rounds most of the time. Yeah. See how, how I mean how how much more transparent can you be than that? It's like, well, I don't know how it's going to turn out, but either way, here here's my five bucks. Here's my here's my seven fifty. Whatever. You know? One hundred ninety two thousand subscribers, and he pays for his own rounds. If he's yeah. right, that's crazy. And, and he's getting, yeah. he's getting like a, thirty thousand hits on the first day, and they're. It's showing him and his girlfriend playing miniature golf. So what better ad do you have for your golf place? And the funny thing about it is uh, we had Megan Henry from the dispatch on. She was helping us interview him. He doesn't put often where the courses are at. So we were looking for Ohio courses. It wasn't in the YouTube description. <laughs> I'm sitting here like <laughs> you could charge these courses to say, look, you've got a – Ad a twenty minute ad of me and my girlfriend playing this course. He doesn't take advantage of it. I, I'm, I'm stunned. And he says, "Hey, with my hundred ninety two thousand followers, I'm full time. It's crazy." All right, we got to move on to our topics because I'm going to talk about this <laughs> until three a.m. this morning. You guys are going to hate me. This isn't good. All right, so yeah, let's talk. I uh, want to briefly touch on some of the news topics that we've been talking about. Um, Craig, I think I've hogged all the time, so I want to start with you. Um, we've talked a lot in the news this week about COVID. Um, there's mass guidance is coming out. Um, I think it's like 23 counties here in Ohio. Uh, they're saying, hey, you may have to wear a mask um, if it's elevated enough. And as we talked about the show a billion times, the tough thing about mask mandate is sadly, it doesn't mean anything. Um, like here in Ohio, I think you have to get uh, cited eight times before they find you. It's kind of crazy. Uh, but I, I guess the overriding question I have, why aren't more people getting vaccinated? I, I know there's some religious opinions or conspiracy theories or I, I guess if you like one side or political side. What? But what's it going to take? Why can't we get more people vaccinated? I mean, we've asked this a million different ways, but I'm like, just get vaccinated. You don't have to worry about mass mandates or anything. Well, you know, as a state, we literally gave away $5 million to people and five scholarships to kids. And whether, you know, what kind of a, a impact that had is kind of debatable, but it didn't seem to really push the needle to where we need it to be. And, 
you know, I'm in, you know, my coverage area and where I live are both very rural areas. They're very, you know, Republican centric places that our coverage area, especially I think Trump won by more than 15%. But I think you get a lot of misinformation on social media. You get a lot of misinformation from word of mouth. Um, there are people that don't want to believe experts because they don't want to be, I guess, told what to do, even though they're not really being told what to do. They're just being encouraged to help themselves or help, you know, their friends and family or loved ones. I, my dad had COVID and I mentioned this before and there was, it was touch and go there for a while, for a long time. And, you know, it was, it was, you know, I couldn't see him. I couldn't go over and see him. I didn't see my mom and dad for probably about yeah, about 10 months um, before we actually did finally see social distancing. You know, my uncle died in uh, the fall, in the winter from COVID. So it's, there's been people, I was invited, you know, and this is part of my job. I was invited to cover a Trump rally uh, when he was president. And I said, I'm probably going to pass because I don't feel safe going to a rally where there may or may not be social distancing or, or mask wearing and things like that, because none of that was really encouraged. And I told the person that was, um, you know, creating this event, and she said, well, what's the big deal? And I was like, well, this is why. my dad At that time, just my dad had had it, but, you know, she had said, oh, well, I didn't really think of it that way. I never, I don't really know anybody that has it. And I think that's the argument that you might get, which is sort of a, to me, it's a bland, generic argument, because, Odds are you probably know someone or you you know someone that knows someone, maybe not in your immediate family, but someone you know has had it or had it. And maybe they didn't have a bad. Maybe they had it and they were mild and they were able to get over it. But you probably have a loved one that's older. You probably have a loved one that may be immune compromised. You probably have a loved one that could be susceptible to to that virus at that time. So why not mask up, social distance? And that's why we couldn't really tamp down the, the virus early last year in the spring and why it was a big issue in the fall and why it's now a variant because people think, well, how is this? You know, I think a lot of people get confused as to how variants work and how things mutate. The more they transmit, then they mutate. So that's why we're struggling with the Delta variant right now because we didn't get rid of this virus to the best of our ability Right. And we're kind of paying for it now where maybe it's possible we could see another, uh, you know, potential shutdown. And we have the governor on TV every day telling us about the numbers or telling us about, you know, the deaths or whatever. So I hope that doesn't get to that point. But I just think a lot of people and, and I have family and friends included that are not going to get the vaccine, that are not, you know, wearing masks if they're not vaccinated. So. I don't know what's going to, I don't know if there is anything that it can take to make people change their minds at this point. If a lottery didn't do it, if scholarships didn't do it, I don't think we're going to get to the herd immunity ever in the state of Ohio for sure. I just don't think it's going to happen. Well, and so correct me if, if I'm wrong, but, you know, DeWine, through our coverage with a great Sayhouse Bureau, uh, DeWine's talked about some other type of um, incentive as he puts it to right and he hasn't come out with it i wouldn't necessarily say it. i don't think he's lying i think probably in a private moment i hear this from our discussions with uh, dan timmy as press secretary from time to time 
he probably has the same feeling that we do. Like, what can he do? I mean, uh, he made five people millionaires, and we're, it, it's a prick in your arm. I mean, I hate shots. I don't like getting shots. Right. It was a quick prick. I mean, yep. it, 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 it's not taking anything on my life or everything. It, it just, it, it's one of those, I'm not a big vaccine guy, but I'm like, my life would be so much easier if I get it, if I don't. So it was a very simple decision to get vaccinated. Right. I, I, and Tennessee, where Joe's at right now, I mean, Tennessee's had issues. They didn't they what fired their health director because of stuff, and it was just yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah. We have, um, and it, and it's like you know there there was a, a map I saw to earlier today showing where the where where the case rates have gone through the roof, and it's of course, you know, forty five states, and the other yeah. five it's just they're about to go through the roof. You know, and that, and that's what it is. It's again, we we have these. We have, of course, fifty states here. But guess what? We go between them all the time, guys. It's we we you know. I I agree, Craig. I don't know that we're going to get to a point where we have herd immunity. I don't know that. I mean, this is going to look. Sorry, we're going to be getting these shots every year. Uh, it'll we'll schedule them whenever they want to. You know, make whenever the vaccine comes out each year. Just like the flu shot, you know, my family, we always go in, in September, October and get our flu jabs. Uh, yeah, same same thing, Chris. It sucks. We do it. And, you know, knowing I don't have to be a virologist or an immunologist to know that this stuff works. I don't have a smallpox vaccine scar because other people did. Right. Um, same thing with measles, you know. Uh, same thing with so many, so many other awful, awful diseases. Um, so yeah, I, I hope that we can get those vaccination rates up. How we can do it, I don't know. I mean, I, I personally, I thought as far as what Dewine chose to do with with five million and change of basically of the federal free money. I know it's not free money, but it was to the state. It was because they didn't have it on their books. And then, lo and behold, here it comes, you know, from, from the feds. Um, I'm not going to tell him he was wrong to try to do that. It certainly drummed up excitement. I don't, I think you're right, Craig. What, you know, I think it's arguable whether it actually affected the numbers in the long run. But what else was he going to do with them? You know, I, I, I think I've seen mentioned by some, in some sources, uh, talk about how can we get more shots in arms. Yeah, oh, you got vaccinated? Here's a $1,000 tax credit on next year's tax bill. Thanks. Well, maybe we could do that. You know, we've got earned income tax credits. We've got child tax credits. Maybe there should be a vaccine tax credit. Maybe that's a way to say, because it's a tangible benefit to the nation if we don't have to lock down again. Clearly, I don't think it's any political. There's no side of that political divide where you're legitimately saying, I think it'd be a good idea if everything was shut down for another 15 months. Let's, let's see everybody in 2023. You know, I no. It, it doesn't help government. I mean, no, so when there's mandates, there's any type of restrictions. I mean, it doesn't help government. I mean, they're doing that to try to keep people healthy. It's yeah, it, it's, it's just crazy. And those restrictions didn't really do that much. I mean, we covered a bar up in here, we won't name it, uh, in Port Clinton yep. that just scoffed at the idea of shutting down at 10 o'clock or not serving 
the one limiting, he, limiting he, attendance or anything. Yeah. yeah. He literally told me my liquor license says I can serve until 2 a.m. I'm serving until 2 a.m. And that was at the height of the pandemic. So right. I, I don't unless you find these people more and more and more money, I don't think people care if there's another shutdown because they'll just continue finding ways to, to either, you know, go through the backside and just say, well, we're, we're going to let all these other people in or we're going to serve this or we're going to serve till late, whatever, who cares? They don't care. Right. right. And, and with, and with the, and, and the discussion, you know, regardless of why or how it's happened, this clearly has been politicized now that it has been, it's like, okay, Hey, great. You don't want to have to lock down. You don't want to have to, you know, basically deal with these, these fines that are going to come up and these potential charges, you know, even if they might just be misdemeanor things or, or whatever, um, you don't want to deal with them. Just, Hey, advocate for people to get the shots because yeah. that that's the way out. You know, and that's, I mean, so many people across the political spectrum, you're seeing plenty of Republican governors do it. Mitch McConnell saying, go get your vaccine. They don't want to mandate it. I understand that from, a, you know, they're, it's, you know, gee, it's it's America. Politics is involved. We get it, but they're at least saying, "Hey, we should do this." You know, we should we should everybody get vaccinated if you can. Don't want to tell you you have to do it, but please go do it because they understand the value of it. You know, yeah. I think that's how we might be able to get some more people to kind of, you know, away from the vaccine hesitancy and more into the vaccine support crowd. Well. And we can't talk too much about where we're at politically because we're all journalists, but I'm more of a moderate in general. You can kind of guess which way I lean on other stuff. But I will say it's interesting, and don't get mad at me because I know there's a lot of right-wing right leaning people who listen to this podcast, but I, I will say this. So let me give a plug. I got to throw plugs in here as we're talking about this. Um, Saturday, my first SB Nation podcast, um, where I'm covering the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, behind the steel curtain. If you don't like the Steelers out there, just download it. We need downloads it. You know, download all your <laughs> devices. If you don't listen to it, I want you to listen to it. I'll try to be funny, but if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But what we've been talking there recently. The NFL is taking some bigger moves to say, hey, if you don't get vaccinated, we're not going to let you do certain things. And there's some players and teams out there that say, hey, in the end run, you know, we're not going to release superstars, but – if we're trying to figure out if you should make the team against someone who's unvaccinated, you'll probably make the team have more luck than chance you're vaccinated. And I know to some people out there that sounds crazy and ridiculous. And how dare you force people to do that? Well, the NFL season was kind of a mess last year. Uh, as a Steelers fan, I'm covering games on Wednesday afternoon. I'm like, this is the NFL. What are we doing here? Um, you know what? I'm almost ready to say – each business owner can make their own decision, but I'll tell you, if I'm working for a company, like Joe, let's say our, our department worked out of the dispatch main building in downtown Columbus. Uh -huh. Hey, if you're not vaccinated, you can't work from home. Sorry. Because it, it it's not just a, we're being draconian or we're being liberal or whatever. It's a cost savings thing. Man, if I went to an office and got everyone sick of COVID and, I, I know not everybody died from it or whatever, but what if one person got really sick and had to be well, in the hospital for a while? That look, costs the company money. You guys remember this. Down by. 
you guys remember this from before COVID. This is not new. Okay. Remember, remember when uh, there was a clear, and it, I'm sure it's happened for people at different times, but there was, I, I remember the first supervisor I had who basically I had the sniffles at work yeah. and he said, why are you here? Go home. And I said, why well, I just, I don't know. He's like, it's flu season. You might have the flu. And oh, I got a flu shot. I don't know that. Why are you here? Go home. And he was like, Adam, and he, and he wasn't being mean or anything about it. Right. But he was like, no, I care about you as an employee, but also I care about my staff. I don't want you to spread this disease here, you know? Um, so yeah, that's exactly what it is. It, it's just a matter of, of to, to me, it's a matter of a workplace. If they choose to do that, that's a decision they're making just the same as they would make any other decision to protect their core business. You know, they got to keep functioning. If you look at it, though, Chris, you talk about the NFL and you make a great point, but I'm sure you probably saw the uh, the interview with Ron Rivera, the Washington football team coach, who was a cancer survivor and came back to coach his team, you know, heroically, really, overcoming right. cancer. And he said he's frustrated and, and pretty much saddened by the lack of, of vaccines on the Washington football team amongst his players, the same people that he relies on to keep their job and they really rely on him to get the best out of them where they could certainly affect his health if they bring COVID around him because he can't necessarily get a vaccine or even if he is vaccinated for some reason, he could still be, you know, susceptible to COVID. So it, it just seems like, even though it seems logical, and I will say I'm actually kind of surprised by some of the NFL teams and the rates that they've been vaccinated. I'm a little disheartened to think that not even someone that really was inspiring and uplifting to a team last year that got a, a lot out of that team, by the way, I think, even he can't get a little respect from players to say, you know what, maybe it's not my thing, but I'm going to get it because I want my coach to still be alive if I come in contact with him. Like, why? I mean, a lot of it, too, I think, has to do with why would you want to be the reason why, okay, maybe you get it and you and you just brush it off and you don't have to worry about it, but then what if you give it to someone that you're responsible for or that you're coming into contact with, like you take care of an elderly person or your elderly person lives with you? So not only am I impacting you and your potential health, but then anybody that's in your immediate area. So it's it's... There's got to be a level of respect, whether you agree with vaccines or whether you agree with this vaccine in particular or not. You have to respect the workplace and someone that would like to see this happen. That is, again, it's not going to impact any of these men on the Washington football team. It is only going to protect them and the people around them, not just their coach, but their families, their grandmothers, their kids, their wives, their spouses. I mean, it's it's plain and simple it's not really that a lot it's not a lot to ask but if if ron rivera is having trouble getting his players to commit i don't think we're just it just this isn't going to happen i mean yeah. vaccine herd immunity joe said it i said it it's just not going to happen yeah i and i think i think that it's craig it's a it's an example of this mental compartmentalization that we're all so guilty of no i i guarantee you those guys like no i i love ron he's Coach is coach. He's right. he's great and he's awesome and he's super duper. Well, what about this? Well, that's over here in this other part of my brain where 
I'm not going to be the vector or it's, you know, I take precautions already or I'm whatever, you know, and, it, and it's especially with an emerging disease like this. That's the thing. The reason guidance changes, the reason these recommendations change, the science is changing. It's constantly evolving because literally the disease is, the variants, that's what they are. Delta right now is all the, all the rage. Well, you've probably seen stories about the Lambda variant as well. That's, that's one that we've already seen. You know, there are more coming. It will continue to evolve, and we'll have to keep one step ahead of it, you know. Well, let me get to reality. Um, in Ohio, all of our papers, we publish a daily COVID tracker. Just saying, hey, here's how many numbers. Um, last year, when we first started this diet, it was, you know, you get a phone alert, you get a story, and you get a bunch of stuff every day. We yep. got to a point where the numbers are getting down to 200, where... Hey, it was on the website, but we didn't promo it on. You just say, "Hey, the numbers are down." Yep, Joe we made a conscious decision. Yep, just to like, all right, it's time to time to stop blowing people's phones up over it. Yep. Well, we blew the phones up yesterday. I'm not sure if we blew a phone up today, but I know I social it on the northern sites. I do. Is it something 1486? And the shame of it is, just get vaccinated. And I, 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 and. Let me go here real quick. I'll be quick because I go here too much. Uh, I'm a big church guy. Um, you know, very important to me. I get frustrated that some of the big conspiracies and all oh, we can't take that comes from fellow church people. And hey, if there's a health reason why you don't take the vaccine, that's fine. If you just say, I'm lazy, I don't get the vaccine, that's fine. But stop posting this crap that either you don't believe in or you can't substantiate. Just don't be the reason why somebody else gets sick and dies because they buy into some crap out there. Uh, I'll, and, you know, I, I won't say her name. She probably knows who she is. But, you know, like right when this COVID started, she's a wonderful Christian person. I like her very much. But she starts yelling about the mask. Oh, you know, I believe that God will keep me safe. Okay, well, if you're Christian and you want to be pro-life, why don't you give a crap about somebody else in your life? You know what I mean? I, I mean, sorry, you know? Uh, I, we've had this argument on this podcast many times. If you're pro-life, be pro-life throughout. Don't just yell about abortion. Be pro-life about helping each other out, helping each other with health care and other stuff. All right, I'm off with soapbox. <laughs> I think I the, the thing that comes to mind for me so often with it is is World War II. And I think about, and I, and again, I understand I have, I've had cancer in my family. I've, I've had, you know, ailing relatives who have been immunocompromised and I, I get it. I, I understand there are people who can't take a vaccine for legitimate health reasons, for legitimate religious reasons, for, for all sorts of, you know, I, I, I understand that. But then I think about, Okay, so then you'll if you can't be vaccinated or you won't be vaccinated, even if it's just a personal choice not to be vaccinated, you'll wear a mask when you're in public, right? No? Okay, well, here are two ways that we can get back to some semblance of normal. Yeah. And if you're saying no to both of them, what would you have done in World War II when the ration cards came out? Yeah. And they said, oh, sorry, that's all the sugar you get this week. That's all the gas you get. That's all the – you can't get tires for your car. Why? Well, because we don't have access to the rubber that we used to. And, you know, I'm, that's relevant to Ohio clearly because it was a huge deal in the war, you know, and the war effort. I mean, it, it, 
but there was this huge collective conscious we have to pull together and do this for the greater good whatever that greater good might be and that is there's a definite sense of that that's, that's missing now because i again as you said chris i don't like needles i i'm you know i'm a big boy and i can handle it yay but i don't like it you know but i did it you know we got our vaccinations as quickly as we could our 12 year old son he doesn't like them either he got his as quickly as he could there was no lag got the first shot and the soon the first day available to get the next one got the next one you know why because we don't want to be vectors we want to do what we can to get this thing back in in control because i got shows to go to man i got stuff i want to do you know i i'm 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 as much as i'm a homebody geez i'm really dying to go to some of my favorite restaurants again and i just don't feel like i can yet i'm not there you know well we spent a half hour one night talking about kid rock's bar how somebody was accused <laughs> of throwing around a cosby bag at the bar now if you're out there and you don't get a COVID vaccine for whatever reason, just think about this. Joe will have an open invitation to come back whenever he wants. If you get vaccinated, we have this herd immunity. We can take off all the other restrictions. We want Joe to go to the Kid Rock Bar and give us inside stories of what's going on there. I don't think anybody wants that, Chris. Get vaccinated just for that reason alone. You know, come on. I don't know. No, I really go somewhere where you could be sprayed with a colostomy bag has to mean like why would you ever although my wife and i went on vacation we went to nashville our favorite location to vacation and we saw we walked down broadway to do some honky tonking and we saw oh kid yeah rock's it's great bar. man it's great kid rock's bar was busy and i'm like why would Slam anybody want to go there after knowing that someone would have done something like that i mean i guess it could happen anywhere in, in nashville because when in rome but why would you go somewhere where that actually happened? It's reported. Everybody knows it happened. And you, I bet people that got sprayed probably went back the next time they were down there. <laughs> Maybe. I Maybe. guarantee it because that's the allure. It's like, oh, I'm going to Kid Rock. Anything can happen. You could get well, broken. such as? Yeah. Well. <laughs> well we could be you could get a steak and you hope it's a mole sauce, you know? You, you could get booked on any podcast in America, from the Ohio to any other podcast. Probably get booked on other talk shows. Your Instagram videos would be banging. That'd be great. I mean, hey, it's worth the attention you get. That's what I say. Go for it. <laughs> a little unsanitary for my taste, though. All right. Well, we got to move on. And again, let's wrap up with COVID by saying, honestly... Get vaccinated, and if you don't want to get vaccinated, respect other people enough to don't throw crap out there. I, I yeah, don't be like our our, our guy at the uh, not our guy, but the guy at the <laughs> yeah. Don't throw your classy bag stuff. Around. I thought yeah, I was gonna say I thought that was a reference to the uh, Kid Rock story. Okay, good good segue there. Right, right. Well, I wouldn't say our guy because uh, he's not our guy. Yeah, we do not support. You know, spilling colostomy bag. Right. Regardless, regardless of former chart-topping musician ownership of bar, doesn't matter. Well, I'm sure no, kids no, no matter what major city they may be in, do yeah. not throw colostomy bags around. The Ohioan has a strict no colostomy bag yes. throwing standard. We are against that. Yes. I, I keep arguing, saying we should change it, but Craig always says no. So, oh well. well hey, standards. 
maybe yeah. some people would compare our shows to class. What's inside a Colossus bag? <laughs> That's true. Well, another well, good. At least they're thinking it through. <laughs> I, I, another good segue, and I, I've noticed some our law school shows. We run out of time for ads. So let let me say a quick ad, and this actually is a segue, Craig. You didn't know it, but you had a segue there. Um, you might be sitting here going, "Man, forty-five minutes. What am I doing with my life?" Here, I got good advice for you. Click on our Chase Link ad on, on our what on our podcast provider, our webpage, wherever you look at this podcast. Start a new account with Chase. Now, I I have bad experiences with banks. I went to Chase. I know Chase not may not be for everybody, but worked for me. It's great during COVID. I don't have to go in. I can do everything online. I do things really good. So if like Craig said. You're like, oh my goodness, what happened to my life? Why am I listening for 45 minutes? If you click on that account, if you open a new account, Chase, if you attach a direct deposit, why wouldn't you attach a direct deposit to it? They will give you 225 bucks. Joe, you listen to probably thousands of podcasts. Which podcast says they will pay you to listen? I have not found it yet, but I may have. <laughs> right today, you know? <laughs> click on that link. Uh, they'll deposit 225 bucks in your account. Hey, it's worked for me, and I'm hoping it'll work for you. I uh, take your advice in Chase Bank. Our other advertiser, Ashley Homestore. Is there any Ashley Homestores down in the Tennessee area? I have not seen one, but there. I'm trying to remember. I bought a couch forever ago that made it through like four states before what? I before I gave it to a. So yeah, I guess that's an endorsement. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh, well, and, and we're proud to have the endorsement of Joe and Ashley Home Store. You can do your furniture shopping online. Men, fall season's coming up, okay? My wife, she knows me. She knows what I like to do on Sunday afternoons, watch the NFL. I like to try catching college football. When we go furniture shopping, like a tea. Hey, honey, let's go at 1 o'clock on Sunday. No. That's NFL time. Well, if Ashley Home Store, click on the link. They'll give you a, a coupon. And what you can say is you can say, hey, honey, sit by me, get on your laptop, do your buying online, purchase your furniture online. So you can sit there, watch the game, have fun. Your wife or a significant other will get a great deal for Ashley Home Store. So it saves you time. It saves you money. And you can watch football because, I, Craig, I know it's coming. My wife always points at that one o'clock Sunday as, hey, here's where we're going to go out. I'm like, come on, babe, it's football time. So. That's why you're a fan of the Detroit Lions like me, and then you want to go out at one o'clock on Sunday. You want to oh, get no, away. no. You got to get away from the Lions because they're the Lions. So <laughs> big hopes for the Steelers. So, but check out Ashley Home Store. Again, just click on the links on our website. It'll be great. Hey, um, we're getting about 10 minutes left. I just want to end on a fun note. And again, COVID serious, get your vaccinations. A couple of serious stories. Let me just gloss over real quick just so you know what's going on. We'll have links in the podcast page. Support local journalism. Um, both um, big Gannett um, stories. I'll ask you a real quick question about each one, and then we'll move on to a fun story at the end. Um, LeBron, you know, hey, he's from Akron. One of our papers is in Akron, Ohio. So we do a lot of LeBron stories. Well, someone made a nice mural for him. And I know LeBron's controversial if you don't like his political viewpoints, but LeBron, if you take any of that or all of that away, he's doing a school in Akron. I know he left Ohio. 
He has a school in Akron. Yep. Space Jam, lover, hate it. Hey, it's a family movie. You know, whatever. I mean, leave, leave the poor guy alone. Well, it, it got the face. And from the story, we're not sure if it's people upset that he left Cleveland. I'm thinking maybe it's somebody who didn't like his political viewpoints. Whatever the case might be. Joe, real quick answer. Can we ever leave LeBron alone? Uh, what's your quick response on that? Can we? Yes. Will we? No. Unfortunately, right. I don't think we will because he's too big a target. I mean, he's I mean, King James for a reason, man. I mean, you know, I love him or hate him. What what's what what was his chosen vocation in life? How's he done at that? Yeah. Pretty good, right? Yeah, he's all right. Oh, he went to LA and he didn't win a championship yet. Well, okay. He won one last year. He's, you know, well, I mean, this this year, right? This year. He, you know, he was, yeah. He, this year it was, you know, because the mural was defaced with, uh, with the, uh, the flop. La flop. Yeah. flop. That was it. Yeah, they painted the clown nose on it, and then L.A. flop. And I'm like, ah, L.A. flop. Man. I don't know. It seems like his ratio is pretty good for championship <laughs> seasons to non-championship seasons with his latest club. I I wouldn't mind that percentage. <laughs> well, but no, man, he's just too big of a target, and I think it's unfortunate. I, I'm, I'm a fan. I'm not even a huge NBA fan anymore, but I'm, I'm a LeBron fan because, hey, guess what? Dude's got a school. Yeah, I, you know, that that tells me he's trying to help people. Yeah. Uh, what are you doing to help people? And, and look at other parts yeah. of your life. If you don't agree with somebody's political viewpoints, we can still be friends. Sure, right, all the time, it. all the time, man. Oh, geez, there's no telling how many people I wouldn't be associated with anymore if I crossed them off a list for that reason. You know what I'm saying? Come on. I'm, I'm a plug machine right now, but our podcast partners, um, Byron McCauley and Jam for Movies, they talk all the time. They got a book out, Hope Interrupted, where they pretty much say, here's how you can talk to people you don't agree with politically. And I know we're not talking with LeBron James every day, but treat somebody with respect. The guy does a lot for the area. And, you know, we all talk about, oh, these athletes are always in trouble. The only time I could think of when LeBron got in trouble with anybody was the time where he allegedly accepted jerseys when he was in high school. And if that's the biggest mark on your resume, you're living a pretty good life. What you say right. Uh, right. <laughs> Craig, real quick before we get to our fun last story. Uh, Michael Elio, I, I'm, I'm thinking that's how we say his last name. Um, Akron guy, he was on Bachelorette. I've watched as many Bachelorette shows as I have baseball games this year, which is none, Joe. Uh, and Joe's probably like, oh, he watches a lot of both. But no, I haven't. <laughs> um, but, you know, sad story. Uh, his wife had died. Um, I guess on the show he was talking to his four-year-old every week on the show. And his four-year-old got confused thinking that he just left. He didn't realize he won this reality show where – you're gone for a certain amount of time. And he's like, Daddy, are you ever coming back? And he's like, oh, man, you know, I, I got to go home and be with my son. So, hey, he made the Final Four. Um, there's some talk that he should come back and be the Bachelor. Would you support that, Craig? Would you start watching Bat The Bachelor if we had Michael Leo back on? Well, I mean, I used to watch The Bachelor way, way, way back when. Um, but I w it's not that I wouldn't support it. It's just here's my problem with it. If he's struggling with being away from his child now, will he not be away from his child if he becomes the next Bachelor and he has almost no choice but to 
stick around on this show for however many weeks it films. So I guess that's my biggest concern is, is he going to be in the same boat if he's The Bachelor versus a contestant on The Bachelorette? Easy answer. It'd be a great study uh, based on guys or women that are looking for love with their single parents. Bring the kid along. Absolutely what I was going to say, man. That is that Good is point. the new concept. It's the yeah. new thing. It's Bachelor Plus One. And that's <laughs> oh, what they it's do. It's a great idea, and Joe. It's the there. That, and that, I mean, I, I hate to market it, but I'm going to. I think they ought to do it, man. That's a good the idea. ratings would go up sky high. I'm yeah, that's a genius up. idea, Chris. I, I think that's what it is. I will say this, Chris. I will say this, guys. I've been watching a lot of trash TV with my wife lately, like some of these terrible dating shows, hookup shows, whatever you want to call them on Netflix and HBO Max. Right. Okay. I'm going to say this, and I say this to my wife almost every time we watch an episode, and then, of course, eight episodes later, we finished it that night, it seems like. I want to see these people fall in love in, like, Green Bay, Wisconsin. I don't want to see them <laughs> fall in love in the tropics. Exactly. When they, have the, when they right. have the ocean. Fall in love in Green Bay, and then I'll believe that your love is real. Right. You don't right. need to go to the, you know, the, the mouth. You know, you don't, you don't need to go to, like, the tropics or to this beautiful beach in Tahiti yeah. or something and be like, yeah, I'm going to fall in love. Of course you're going to fall in love. Right. Of welcome, course you're going to enjoy your time there. Welcome back to The Bachelorette, coming to you from sunny Duluth, Minnesota. Yeah. Go to Kalamazoo, Michigan. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely, Craig. I I see, go, to, go to Cleveland, Ohio, when there's a bunch of traffic cones up and there's, there's road construction going on <laughs> on February 3rd, and let's see you fall in love then in Cleveland, Ohio. Yeah, big flashing road sign that says, right three lanes closed, 1,000 <laughs> feet ahead, road construction, next 12.5 miles. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> That's what I'm asking for. Do it, you cowards. Yeah, they won't do it. They're yeah, afraid. Hey. They're afraid of the truth of real America. Is what are, it is. Yeah. Hey, I'm looking at the time. We are way up against it. Um, so let me do this real quick. Finally, uh, Jeopardy, lots of good discussions about who the host should be. Saw the other night, someone had minus 7,400. Apparently the worst <laughs> score in history. That's great. Own it. I, would you guys do better? Yes or no? We'll win the thing. Uh, yes, I would do better than that. I would be purely mediocre, and I would be probably the third place uh, contestant, but I would not have been ruled out of Final Jeopardy because I would not have a negative score at the end of Double Jeopardy. That's I, my, I've not thought about that at all, though. Please don't hold it against me. <laughs> I think it's... I think Hulu's on my Hulu. Uh, Hulu's on my Hulu. I can't talk. Uh, Jeffrey's on Hulu, I think. So I, I got to check out that episode. I want to see what happened. Uh, Craig, are you stunned? This is like the craziest um, Jeopardy news of all that's time. That's a lot. That's a lot. Now, I, look, if it's about movies and sports, then I think I could do better. If it's got a lot of other stuff in there, eh, probably not. But what I would do is I would try to get a couple of questions right, and then I would just say, you know what? I'm done. I'll put my exactly. I'll put my buzzer down, and I'll yeah. guarantee that I don't get worse a worse score than this person. Exactly. Guarantee I go to Final Jeopardy, even if I finish in third, I still get whatever they give parting guess, and you get to write a little message or something. Maybe I could write a message on my in my answer if I don't get Final Jeopardy right. I, exactly. I wonder. I wonder if this person panicked because you would think <laughs> if you didn't know the answers, just sit there. Don't say anything. At least you might only have like a thousand going in. But you always but, think you can dig yourself out of that hole, even because right. you know you, you 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 plan for it. You think, oh, I'm smart. I can get out of this hole. It's just and like Vegas, baby. It's just like Vegas. <laughs> yeah. I can it's dig so it out. Good. I just need one good win, man. Yeah, he yeah. just kept doubling down, though. Unfortunately. Yeah, definitely. 
Well, hey, we got to wrap up. Joe, it's been a pleasure hanging out with you. We should have started earlier. We got talking some of the insides of Gannett, and uh, we got distracted, but, hey, it's good. Yep, hey, we, we got 54 minutes to share with everybody, which is fantastic. As always, Craig, thank you. Uh, again, check out our sponsor. Joe, you got open invitation to come back. We'll have to talk to you about how awesome. we can make that happen. And uh, let's sign off. Uh, for Craig and Joe Castle, this is Chris. Thanks, as always, for checking our shows in Ohio. And new content every day, even Saturday or Sunday. So check it out. We'll see you next time. Have a good one. Hi, I'm Jennifer Mooney. Welcome to what is our new Hope Interrupted podcast based on the work from our book, Hope Interrupted, that I co-authored with my good friend, Byron McCauley. Hey, Jennifer. You know, I'm looking forward to this podcast as much as I was look, looking forward to writing this book with you. We hope to interview some uh, high-impact folks as well as have a little fun. We're going to cover stories of hope. To learn more about our podcast and our book, please visit www.hopeinterrupted.com.